Sir Mix-a-Lot was talking about Magic the Gathering for three straight minutes. Hello and welcome to the Tippet Cast. I'm David, this is... Gary! And this is... Callum! Here at the Tippet Cast, we each bring a topic and discuss them. And I believe we went straight into Gary. Yeah, dude, we're going to go straight inside me. Yeah, we are. Okay, so what I want to talk about this week is... I mean, you'll probably see it from the title, but... Dude, Game Awards! Dude, Game Awards! Whoa, whoa. <laughs> the Dude, Game Awards It just happened. The Dude, Game Awards happened on December 7th. And I, 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 I liked it. It was... It was long. It was three hours. Three hours. That's Lord of the Rings. Um, it was over three hours, and it the entire time I think it kept the pacing, and it was interesting throughout the entire thing. Um, if I was watching it live, I'd be happy. Mm. You didn't watch it live, no? No, I wasn't able to watch it live because at like one a.m. and I had to get up at four thirty for work. Makes oh. sense. Uh, oh. So un- unless I did not want to sleep. Uh, <laughs> What's more important though, sleep or games? Like, oh, yeah. we know the answer for you. Well, my health, my health. Why? Because I can play games when I'm not sleeping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Could just play them and not sleep. Yeah, I'd rather that, but I have to sleep because my body. Your body demands it. Yeah, unfortunately, you're you are a slave. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, at the Game Awards this year. Um, it was much bigger than the last time. It was at the Microsoft Theater, and God, the audience was huge. There's like last year is again a huge audience, but again another huge audience, and it's gotten even bigger than last time with millions of people. It's the biggest industry, like it's the biggest entertainment industry. So you kind of have to expect it, don't you? Yeah, uh, it's the fastest growing entertainment industry in the world hmm. at the moment. Um, so you, you can imagine year after year it became bigger and bigger and a few years ago like the Game Awards were just something that I mean at one point it was a network television but it was like a small thing it was like a room that they'd show off some stuff and over like time Jeff Keighley has really like pulled out all the stops he could at one point he put a million of his own money into it um, with like his personal funds to try and put this on because he wasn't able to fully get sponsors um, and then at one point I unfortunately cannot remember the channel that he used to be with but the network he used to be on dropped him so who is Jeff Keighley he right. started the Game Awards he? Jeff Keighley is a presenter of the Game Awards okay. um, he Cole I was going to say something snide and derivative but I changed my mind <laughs> I really want to hear it now. what is it what was it no it's, it's, say it it'll fall flat no say it I'll go back it. to sleep say it say it dead air fired all right. So anyway, Jeff Keighley. Yeah, Jeff Keighley is the presenter of the Game Awards, and he's been presenting it since the beginning. He's the creator of the Game Awards, and after they were dropped from the network, he decided, okay, so we'll just go online. And so he continued doing it on, online um, for another year, and it went well enough that he decided to try it again. And then when he tried it again, he brought it to Twitch, he brought it to any pla- YouTube, any platform that could broadcast live. He did. And it went everywhere. It went to China, which doesn't usually get a presence yeah, uh, on this. It went to China, over to Asia, um, in Europe, in America, everywhere. And Australia? Yeah. New Zealand? Yeah. They don't like games. It was... Or Jeff. Yeah, they don't know where it was Jeff. Um, but, you know, you have to because he's saying 
games. So it's cool. He's saying games. Yeah. And saving. Yes. He's I'm making. Playing. He's making. He's legitimizing the industry by actually giving it uh, awards that are judged by our peers and not just you know uh, an online vote. When you say peers, they're not people who develop games. So how the game awards is is that it's not developers; it's media. So it's people who are writing reviews. It's the people who yeah, are, but it's the layperson. It's people who are doing news. And it's, so it's fi- so the awards are usually based around a is fifty percent media, um. So they have about sixty seven. I think they had last year they had about sixty media subs. I think this year they had roughly around sixty seventy, um, media, um, companies, um, stuff like kind of funny what's good the same they had last year, and then you have ones the obvious ones like IGN, Gamespot, um, the bigger, um, the bigger kind of like media sites. And each of them have to, for each of the categories, they have to give it at least three recommendations. Mm. And of these three recommendations, they, if you can't do three in any category from the people that you have, you can't get three strong recommendations, then you just can't enter in that category. But people, you know, in the in that industry have the integrity to just be like, oh, I can't comment enough to say that this was the best in this category. Because some of them would say... Because when I was listening to this, some of them talked about how they judged it. And they said that, for example, the strategy. We don't have a strategy person. or So we might think of one or two that we thought were like quite good, but we don't know enough to recommend Yeah, them. it's not a knowledgeable opinion. So you can't just say whatever at the top of your head. You have to get three strong ones and your reasons why. And if you can't really give them, you can't. And so it's kind of fair that way because this is just, ah, this, why not? I like you, this one. It's you can't right. just like pick out of the hat of like... <clears throat> 10 or so games that this this and this it's like no you have to give your what you think whether it's a small indie game or it's a large AAA game mm. you get to choose and then the other 50% is fan voting or mm. viewers um, which people. I don't necessarily agree with because I know there's a whole you're like you're, you're going to recommend people to go ch- if they want to see who actually won the awards just yeah. to check it out but like and some low low uh, low budget games did win awards. Yeah. But uh, I always feel like if it's a fan thing, like popularity. Yeah, I think the reason for having that is they want to, they want to know if that game is relevant, to people. I understand that also can turn into a popularity thing, but also the I I'm not definite on this, but I think some of them, for example, game of the year aren't as much in the fan voting so I think it might be like even less like the I think the fan voting like the more ser- no, not, not serious um, but you know what I mean <laughs> not as no important. one cares about sound design the, um, as in like the more I don't know high tier ones mm. um, the ones that like really see the credence of the entire game overall and what is the best of the best of the best of the best of like in this category, not just saying what's the best sports or racing game, what has the best audio design? Because that audio design is now going to every game the entire year. Mm. Whereas best sports racing game is that one genre. If you get what I mean. Yeah. So then audio is in all of them. Yeah. It's not specifically. But now if we're going to audio design, now it's, oh, the people who know audio design will be, will now give more credence to like those media companies. Mm. It'll now allow those ones to be able to give more clout and weight towards it rather than just give over the popularity poll because not everybody that's like just a fan voting will think about audio design 
they'll think that oh yeah I like the music and it's just like well that's not music that's audio it's not music it's audio design so that's why some of them are weighted differently they're presented are you sure they are or you just think they are I think they are because I remember hearing that definitely the game of the year award is different Hmm. the percentages are different because it gets more um, more the percentage is leaning towards the (coughs) media and the people who are voting who have objective opinions not just subjective Um, well relatively speaking relatively speaking yeah but these are people who like spend their day to day jobs critiquing critiquing games and doing the ins and outs and looking at the design of them so if if there are people to do that it is the yeah so they are our peers because we critique games yes we are they're our peers that's right yes tidbit for life that's right can't wait to become one of the media establishments at the game (laughs) game of the year awards dear god if that ever happens I will be the happiest little bunny you will be be a happy little bunny yeah we'll never see you again what's the difference with these awards and any other gaming awards so the other gaming awards like for example the golden joysticks happened recently Mm -hmm. Uh, so like last month and what one game of the year in that David Fortnite, 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 which came out in what September, twenty seventeen? Uh, November, I believe. November? I think I think it's I don't know. I but don't the know. game isn't officially out, as in like a one yeah. version of it, which at this point doesn't really fucking matter because that game has been in like it's, be- it's been in like beta early access, and like they just announced, like not announced, it's now in season seven. Hmm. You do not get season seven in any show or series without it starting. And <laughs> without starting, like it at this point. They are not just oh it's oh we you know we're fixing out some of the kinks and stuff like that. No, this game is launched. This game is it, it's not it wasn't nominated for Game of the Year um, this year because the game is not out and not just that it doesn't matter actually because Jeff Keighley said in terms of games that should be nominated or should mm-hmm. not he's likening it to the Golden the Emmys mm-hmm. or the, yeah, yeah uh, the Emmys or the Golden Globes. But I think, no, more with the Emmys, how, do you know the way the Emmys do series? Yeah. Mm. For example, SNL has been nominated for Best Comedy Series for the last 20 years. But, does that mean, but, that, how is that the best, even though that was, really, like, so long ago? Because it's a new series each season. Yeah. Each year. Yeah. Same with Fortnite. Exactly. So what you're saying is Fortnite is the best game ever. So, so se- season seven is the best. So what they're critiquing on is that just because a game is not the official, like, I didn't explain that correctly, but what I'm saying is that just because the game is not the official, like, 1.0, done, whatever, it's what the game has done in that year, Mm. is what it is. That makes sense. The same with SNL, it's that it's what it has done in that year. Yes, it came out, like, 30, 40 years ago, Mm. and they had the 40th anniversary uh, last year, and so they're not going to just say, oh, it's it's the best, does SNL this year compared to the other ones. Is it relevant this year? Does it do what it's supposed to do this year compared to the other things in that category? Same thing with Fortnite. It's but Fortnite, um if you're looking if you want to know like any of the winners of a lot of them, I'm not gonna be going over all of that. Um I'm gonna be going over, over the moments that I thought were the most interesting and things that I was looking at. So if you want to see like the list of winners or any announcements that were happening that I don't mention, feel free to just go online and just look for the Game Awards twenty eighteen presented by Jeff Keighley. And you'll find them. Or just Game of the Year Awards 2018, you'll see it. And just to finish out your question, David, with um, the Golden Joystick Awards, do, their popularity. They're mm. strictly fans. So that's just fan voting, is it? Just fan okay. voting. So a kid can just jump on the phone and say, Fortnite! Literally, yeah. You can just vote online. I can just click it. I don't know if it's single voting or you can vote as many times as you want. Because some of those do it that way. Mm. And then you have the Dice Awards. 
which I think are kind of they're the closest to the Oscars okay that we'll get in what sense because the Oscars <coughs> are all of the judges on the Oscars panels mm. are people who make films as well yeah. and with the with you know um, the Game of the Year awards they aren't so they're not media they're developers they're artists yeah same thing with the Dice Awards they are artists they are people who make games would you say they'd know more then they would know more about how the game is designed. Would they be a little out of touch then with what the yeah. lay people think? Do you think? Yeah, um, they would be. That's why yeah. it'd be. That would be more of a kind of like arts mm. thing, whereas the media are seeing what the general public are doing, and then they're also basing it off their own opinion on what they know of. And whereas the feelings. The dice awards are kind of seeing, oh, like how this was directed or how the overall design of this yeah. was, the core gameplay mechanics of it, how does it work, is the message of the game, does it set out to do what it wanted to do, and does it do successfully? Because that's how most review sites do 10 out of 10, is that they might have a few categories like sound, uh, they'll do sound, visuals, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sound, visuals, gameplay mechanics, and stuff like that, but the overall thing that reviews try and find out is, the message, what the game is trying to do, does it do that successfully? Hmm. So this is what it's trying to do. Like with Spider-Man, it's trying to make you feel like you're Spider-Man. You're smooth swinging around the city, and that so you're able to go that. through his and you're able to go through his story. Spider-Man, does it feel like that way? Does it feel epic to move around? Like how the music swells, hmm. like that is when you're trying to do reviews. And then if you go into the Dice Awards, they might they will see more into the also how the music swells when it moves around when you move around when you start to like go up a building how the music swells and then when you go over the crest of the building that you you feel it go into the crescendo and you see the entire city as you're like jumping over they would see moments as that and the media person would kind of see how it made them feel so it's and more how, emotionless and how the yes. interpretation so game developers have no emotions no. they're not humans no uh, they would see it more objectively whereas media will see it more subjectively that's just kind of how it is yeah. they are criti- uh, critiquing it but they're not critiquing it under as much of an eye mm. uh, I fear we've gone a little bit over there, yeah, uh, what the game words are but we are seeing what the contemporaries mm. um, what was I going to go on to after that I feel like I had a point before that but, check um, your notes yeah. check the notes um, but check the notes uh, so some of the moments I wanted to mention I thought probably the best speech uh, well not the best speech it's the most lovable character who just no matter what he said was a dude called Sonic Fox who got best esports competitor of the year yeah oh, okay. Dragon Ball yeah the dude who did the, yeah he also had one um, he was nominated for best esports moment he didn't get it but um, Sonic Fox was the dude who switched sides he switched controllers because in Dragon Ball Fighters mm. Z Fighters however mm. but depending on the controller you have you'll be on the left side or right side of the screen so, but when you're playing online, you're always on the left side. Yeah. So when they're playing two-player local on the same console, which is what you do at Evo, that means on one right. person is on the right side, one person is on the left. Yeah. So he was on the right side, and while they were playing, and he was losing. And so he said, oh, there's a rule, and they had to go through the rule book and find this, because this had not been used in, like, I'd say over eight years at that point. No, because everybody forgot about this, because it wasn't, I don't know, people just didn't use it. And he said can I use that rule which would allow me to switch sides just before the final 
fight. So he was back on the online side pretty much. And so he sense. went on to the left side, which is the side that most people play at, especially somebody who's a competitor. Mm. And so he went on to the left side and he kicked the fucking hell out of him. And he won. And he, I he, he won Evo, the biggest online, yeah. won the biggest online tournament. And he always wears a blue hat that has like... He know. always wears it. He's a furry. Mm. He said that. He wears an entire furry suit and he has a big... He's called Sonic Fox. Yeah, He sense. wears a blue... Um, furry hel- head. Does he wear his like, costume while playing? Mascot. He looks like a mascot. Yeah, I know what a furry is. Yeah, he doesn't he wear doesn't. a face thing when he's playing. No. When he's playing, he doesn't. But when he went, you could see so many people were confused in the audience because <laughs> when he when he won at the Game Awards, he st- he went he started walking up. He put it on, and then he started doing like this prowling thing where he had his two hands in front of him like a cat oh. or like a fox, like he's prowling, and he had his tails wagging behind him and his entire furry suit on. And then he put the he put the helmet on and started walking off. And he saw all these people like in suits, in, in suits very like dignified, respectable like, people. Sean, like Sean Layton was there, like the head of PlayStation Studios, like Sony Interactive yeah. Entertainment. Mm. Like they're in the front row. And he saw everyone's really like ah. <laughs> because he's walking in front of them, like doing like, ah, ah. a big because, fox just strolls and, in. And then he went up, but he was so lovable. And every time he he just went, I'm so nervous right now. Like even when I wa- I've never been this nervous. Even when I won Evo. <laughs> And he kept doing that, and it was he was like Ken in Dead Rising whenever he laughs. Yeah. Um, was it annoying? No, it was. No, he was so it. genuinely lovable okay. about it. And then he said something which I thought was like really cool, which is he he didn't expect to be here, and he said, like I'm, and at one point he even said like. I'm super gay. And <laughs> I'm super gay. And he just said like I'm I'm black, gay. And a furry, <laughs> and I'm also the um, the best esports player of the year. And and then he just walked off stage, and it was just so nice that it's just all these things that might have been things against him. Yeah. And he has turned them into the most unique. Like he's the one of the few esports players I can name off off my hand, because he's just so unique and he's fucking good and he's too. The best, yeah. And he looked, and nobody had known that rule for years, mm-hmm. and he just like. Just put it out there. And Does that mean that the other guy, the, the other guy, could say like, "Oh well, I only lost because he made me switch." Yeah, he could say that, but also he lost. <laughs> He's a loser. Um, no so one listens to losers. It, it doesn't matter. Like he took the rules to his advantage, and he found a loophole. No, is, a loophole. No, it's, it's in the rule book right. that everybody forgot about. And yeah. well done to him. Sonic Fox did that, and he won Evo. Either way, he won Evo. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that he gave up his side for the other guy. No. I thought it was going to be a I nice touchy story. Be, I thought you were, you were going to say he betrayed someone. <laughs> he, he pretty much did. On an esports team. But um, he I, betrayed I would actually um, recommend anybody to see that speech. Um, that was at the Game Awards. It was really nice. Was he full costume again? He's full costume. Yeah. Full mascot costume. With the mask? As he, as he was talking, at one point he then had to take it off. And he had really bright blue eye contacts on oh, as yeah. well. Uh, he's he, he seems like a very nice guy. And he's doing like someone who genuinely wants to talk to. Um, another one is... I just want to talk about the takeover, or what seems like to be the subsequent tw- takeover that Epic Games are doing. Ah, yes. Is that really awardsy? That's not awardsy, but it's it something that I want. I want to mention. Yeah, because we only found out this week because we knew the Epic Games Store was the thing that was happening. Mm. Um, because you know they already had the Epic Games launcher. That, that's how you play Fortnite. You have to download the Epic Games launcher to play Fortnite. Okay. You have to get an Epic account. On yeah. any console you play on, you have to get an Epic account. Cross-platform. So 
Yep. Um, so you have to be able to get an Epic Games account. So now they have the Epic Games Store, which allows you to get, you know, some different games. And at this, they announced, I have a list here of about 10 to, like 10 to 13 games that they all announced at the, at the first time I've seen the logo for the Epic Games Store. And once I saw it the first time, I then saw it several more times throughout the entire it's press everywhere. Call. Throughout the entire awards, I saw it. And even some games... I mean, one here I have in my notes that I want to see is that the path list coming out in 2019 to PS4 and Epic Games Store, not Steam. And now they're even taking things from Steam. Maybe it'll come on Steam eventually, but the point is, it's coming to Epic Games Store yeah. first. The initial release. The initial release of that game is coming to Epic Games Store on PC, not Steam. Hmm. And I thought that was interesting. They had some of these cool pickups as well. Um, they got Dauntless, um, a few others... Uh, it's like someone that Say it as quick as possible. Right. Go. So, Hades, Ashen, Hello Neighbor, Hide and Seek, Journey, um, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds being the game which is the new... Ob- is that That's the new as Obsidian. As quick as possible, guys. Quick, quick, quick. Right. Outer Wilds is the new Obsidian game that's being developed by the original creators of No, Fallout. we made the list. Go, go, sorry. go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hades, Ashen, Hello Neighbor, Hide and Seek, Outer Wilds, Journey, Maneater, Super Meat Boy Forever, World War Z, The Game, Re- Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, Satisfactory, and Genesis Alpha 1. Hello, neighbor. I yeah, I really want to play that. I so do I. I really want. Yeah. It's now out on like most consoles. Uh, the hide and seek game, uh, mm. which is actually a story. It, that's actually like a story game to fight, figure out mm. how he became the neighbor. Yeah, how he became the way he is, and he has a family. <laughs> the game is a story. It's so deep. You're playing his children, and you find out what happened. And Outer <laughs> Wilds, which is another big announcement. Um, that is a game that is. It's by the Fallout creators. Obsidian. Yeah, and it's been developed by Obsidian Entertainment. Obsidian are also the studio that did Fallout New Vegas. Mm. That kind of standalone thing. The arguably best one. Arguably. Arguably best one. Very fun. Um, they, So they're working together to make a new one, which is also set in space. And As you do. Hades is another game which has been developed by the same people who made Bastion, Transistor, which are two well-known indie games, which is also taking the same style as those ones were having an isometric action adventure game. And the one that excites me the most is Journey, because that is developed as a PlayStation exclusive. That was on PS3, and it came out as exclusive back in 2012, mm. and it's always been exclusive. And that's a game which, because I just recently got a PS4, I haven't been able to play for a very long time. And I have it though. It's on PS4. Yeah. Um, I was considering just buying it again on PS4. Yeah. Maybe I might just play it on Epic Game Store. Yeah. That would be a way to get me in. Because when I saw that, that made me think about Journey. That made me excited about that game again. And that's a very good get for them. Uh, I didn't expect them to get something that was exclusive mm-hmm. like that after so many years. Would it be the same price as PS4? Or would it be when cheaper? It came out, I don't know, it was like $9.99, yeah. um, I don't know. I imagine they probably like remaster it somewhere. It might just like release the thing as a port, but that's a good get for them. Um, I didn't expect Epic Games to have such a presence after just a, a less than a week of mm-hmm. announcing that this is the thing that was happening. Fortnite did it. Yeah, and it also, um, I wonder if people are even going to. And just talking about like the future after this is that next year you can imagine a lot of people might even because some of them are exclusively coming. I remember hearing that Hades and Ashen. And another game, uh, which I probably have written here somewhere, which is that Hades and Ashen and 
don't know. Uh, yeah, the Pathless are all exclusively coming to Epic Game Store. Mm. And by the way, available right now. Oh, it's already open? Yeah, available right okay. now. These games are not just announced, they're now available. They were, they were available the night of the Game Awards. Yeah. They well, just went, and they're out right now. I better get my Epic account nice and early. The path is, by the way, not available now, available 2019, but Hades oh. and Ashen, yes. Well, okay, I don't Never mind then. Yeah. Hades and Ashen and one of the other games, which I didn't write down, which is annoying me. But, yeah, these games uh, are available now in the Epic Game Store. I'm probably going to download the launcher and check it out and see when Journey's coming out on it, because... Yeah, uh, I think further on we're going to see them come back again because and see more gets for them since their commission is now 12%, whereas Steam's is 30%. Yeah. And also, Steam got a lot of shit this week because they recently said that, oh, so if your game makes 10 million, we'll put down our commission 25%, and if your game makes over $50 million, then we'll put it down to 20% commission. It's still 8% more than... And so that's 10 million, yeah. which also, Steam made its, a lot of its name, apart from obviously you know Half-Life, that you had to get um, Steam to be able to launch Half-Life, one of the biggest games, um, Half-Life 2. This, this platform has been furthered by indies. That, that platform is the... In, like, that's only an incentive for AAAs then. Yeah, but yeah. the thing that really broadens out and diversifies Steam as a platform, which makes it more viable for stuff like consoles, is that they have so many indies compared to the others. Because it's so easy to port something from PC to PC, to port something from yourself to Steam. You don't. You have to develop even further and further to get it onto a console. Now you're getting more stuff going onto the like the Switch and the Xbox and the PS4. You've seen the consoles get way, way, way more indies like every single week. But if those indies aren't able to make ten million, the difference in that five percent can be a lot. And if the most commission or the least commission they have to pay no, is eighteen percent, is tw- if the least commission they have to pay is twenty percent, yeah. After fifteen million dollars of sales, oh, but once you sign up an Epic Game Store, it's twelve percent straight off the box, and we won't tell any others. Steam we won't take that way, people. Steam uh, may because yeah. now there have been articles coming out from PC Gamer going around to all of their writers and just saying, "So, would you quit Steam to go into Epic Game Store?" And basic, and some of them, a lot of the like consensus was, "Well, um, if they have like the same products, but obviously it's hard because it's only early days." But I'd still try it out, as long as there's not any problems with the software. And that's been the main concern. Because at the moment, there's so many different other platforms like um, GOG or Origin or EA Access that you can just do um, on online, different launchers. And I've Uber. never heard of GOG. And Uplay. Um, so Goodoldgames.com. Good ah. Uplay. Yeah. And another one was they fucked with the audience so much. Tessa. Um, audience and the viewers were just like just like messing around with like trailers and like one of the Sma- Super Smash Brothers trailers was uh-huh. just like this looked at the start of Animal Crossing and which again is one of the most hyped games to be coming out next mm. year and it, a lot of people are very excited to play it and it may not look like it was Animal Crossing they had the villager they had um, I can't, I've never played the game so I don't know but they had like some of the characters that are recognised and then suddenly one of the characters hit the other character and, went, and then when then suddenly Donkey Kong was there and they're all <laughs> fighting it's like oh it's smashed they're fucking with us again so they're in it are they I assume um, oh yeah the villagers and yeah. some of the other uh, one of the other 
people from Animal Crossing is on it. And then you have Crash mascot coming out. There's a dude in the Crash costume. He's crying like, hey, how's it going, Jeff? How's it going? And he just, he just brought out a, a big box that had like the question mark on it. Wait, was he actually talking? Yeah. No, there was a hole in... Crash and talk. Please, it was so cheesy in American. <laughs> and I was American. like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, rad. It's rad, man. And he had this very, very American 90s like skateboarder dude. I'm sorry to hate Crash. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> and he felt like somebody is like to try to sell us something, which of course they were. Yeah. Drugs. Because he went, you know, Jeff went over and he was like, oh, what's what's in this? Or, I don't know. Why don't you hit it and find out? You know, crash into the box. <laughs> and then Jeff just went, all right, but I don't have enough time because he's doing an award show. So he just like lifts the top off and was like, yeah, that's right, fucking right, Jeff. And he's he just like, calling you out on your shit crash. Um, then he punched Crash. Yeah, then he just punched him in the face and like, started like... Um, he's getting wailing on him. Mondo wailing on him. Mondo, cool. And then he just opened the top of it and then... And then he, oh, what's this? And they lifted it up, and it was a trophy. I was like, what's this? A golden trophy? What could this be? Well, let's find out. And then it just went, world premiere. Mm-hmm. And then it just was a remaster of Crash. Team Racing. Team Racing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, was just, it looks pretty nice. I like how Crash's tongue just waves in the wind. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing it. I've seen Cortex's worried face in oh, HD. Oh, Crash! And... Uh, probably the best moment of the entire show mm. was Christopher Judge and I've forgotten a second name but Sonny um, who are these people? these are the voice actors for Kratos okay. and Atreus Atreus? Atreus thank you from God of War the two, mm. ma- the two leads um, the two voice actors who play them and Seeing them walk out and also Christopher Joseph's wearing some pretty nice attire, I must say. He's looking pretty, pretty swell. Pretty swanky. What was he wearing? He's a very nice suit, very colourful. He okay. had a really nice shirt underneath um, with a nice message. And it was cut. And then he had, like, suddenly just staring at a tracksuit. Um, <laughs> <it was, laughs> That's it, was In a ma- matching tracksuit, like a Teen Tala. Um, but <laughs> um, he was, like, um, suddenly he was just there, like, holding the card. And he was like, all right, and now to present the bet. I, I forget what category it was. And no, I don't care. I, I don't care. That's not the important part. That's not the important part. Um, I just care about the tracksuit and the suit. And we're, you know, they're kind of waiting for us. Like, and now to reveal the best, whatever, you know, Christopher Judge being, you know, gravitas in his voice. And kind of looks around, waiting. And you can see the audience be like, well. And then the audience like, do it! Do it! Do it! And he's like, yeah, yeah! <laughs> he's going crazy. He just, he looks down at Sonny, Christopher Judge, and read it, boy. And the entire audience went fucking crazy. And what's the reference thing? Is this referencing God this of War? This is God, of course it's God of War! For How people who are unaware, like myself. Yeah, because David has... You hasn't... haven't even played God of War. Yes, but that's like, exactly. that's a phenomenon. <laughs> read so it, boy, boy. Uh, boy, boy, boy. Uh, <laughs> I think we know our cold opening. <laughs> <laughs> and you, just to go get into more announcements that are during it, um, there's Dancing Devils, which is a game that's coming out, which is this trippy, trippy game, which is all about like just dodging, and there's like fighting secrets. I don't know how to describe it. It's coming out on Nintendo Switch, and it's Dancing Devil Saga. 
I believe. Dan and, right? No. It's, it's just weird like Dance Dance uh, Revolution the, it looks like Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> it looks like the, the graphics and the remember like the cutscenes and all the like lights and glimmer it looks like a rave game God. this game is a rave game where you're just dodging on a motorcycle and then every so often you're doing these fight sequences but they all look like the, it's part of a rhythm game it's it's. I don't know how to describe it is can it, you take drugs in it and imagine if imagine if Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat and oh, what is that game um, De- Demo- Demolition Sun- Racing or something. Sunset Overdrive? Uh, GTA? No, there's, the, there's a game that is all about you on De- motorcycles hitting each other with chains. Uh, uh, no idea. I played it when I was younger. I can't remember. Um, it's really annoying, I can't remember. Um, That's country life for there. But anyway, um, it feels like a, a mix of the, like a motorcycle um, fighting game and you're dodging mixed in with all rave graphics and Mortal Kombat it sounds like a lot of stuff that's too much yeah. to process um, I can't wait till that comes out <laughs> and then there's another game announcement uh, World Premiere which was Atlas which is the creators of Ark Survival Evolved and they're coming out December 13th and the one thing I want to mention the reason why I thought this was cool is that the, the game looks alright it, it looks like it looks like what Sea of Thieves should be uh, honestly which is that it's all about ships and boats going over and cross and having crews of people and but stealing then, but then there's like giant giant megalodon sharks that you're fighting and then there's also dragons during warfare oh. and but there's also you can go on land and do the same things whereas Sea of Thieves is mostly just water based this is like also on land you can do all that stuff as well like Ark and so it's like Land of Thieves Land of Thieves yeah, and it's World of Thieves. Ooh, World Continent of Thieves? Of thieves? Uh, archipelago of Thieves? The one thing that's interesting about this is that it says 40,000 concurrent players in the same environment. I don't believe that at all. That's literally what the dude said on stage. That dude lied. He is just a liar. The, these don't two were definitely man. the developers of the game because of how they looked and acted because you can tell that they're... they're nerds. Li- you can tell they're boring. Yeah. <laughs> nerds. nerds. They have no soul. They just, one of the dudes is like very confident, was just like, well, not confident, 40,000 concurrent players in the same, same environment. Don't believe that. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why did you say confidently? <laughs> yeah, say confidently. That was, that was uh, the exact opposite of confidently. No, <laughs> and they had some like East, they had some like esports commercial at some point, just like saying, oh yeah, esports is cool. And then at one point, was cool. Chris, Chris Keeley, who is an esports player, who also happens to be Jeff's brother. Uh. Jeff Keighley, the presenter. And I just liked his quote, and he said, um, as uh, we say, you know, esports is good, even though my brother's been too busy to play with me recently because he's the presenter of the awards. Of course. Funny man. I thought it was funny at the time when I was like, <laughs> their relationship is deteriorated. Deteriorate. Why is he wasting his time playing games? Deteriorate. He should be doing stand up comedy. He should be. Or playing yeah. Fortnite. Mm, that too. Then Pepe from the Muppets. Yeah, so? <laughs> yeah, it, it was a it was a strange get. Did he yeah. do anything? Um, he wanted to take shelfies. Yeah. Because he's a what is a shelfie? Okay. I think he's a prawn, mm. so he wanted yeah. to take shelfies, selfies because he's a prawn. And every time he tried to like take uh, one of them, <sighs> right? So he would. He would, I don't know. He would obviously he wouldn't click the fucking button. Yeah. But every time he it went to see the picture, he it would just you you would see the flash from the other side of the phone. No so that meant way! He was, no way! No way! So this is a lying muppet. 
Yeah. You lying muppet. <laughs> he did it like six times as well. They're like, oh, now we get the entire... And someone was talking. And it's like, no, now we get the entire audience doing it. And it was French. Yeah, accent, that, that's French, isn't it? Like authentic French. Okay. Accent. Jacques Lecoq. And then, Jacques Lecoq. Um, I, I hated that part one the most. Um, I want to mention also probably the... A really, really cool thing, which is just uh, it's something we don't usually see. Shelfies. Um, apart from shelfies. Mm. The French? Was after like the pre-show, where I was showing a few things and a few announcements, whatever, and we really got into it, Jeff Keighley was saying that something I've wanted to get for the last five years, I've been waiting five years since the start of Game Awards to do this, mm. and I'd like to present Sean Layden. Phil Spencer and Reggie Fizeme. Okay, who are these three people? These are the heads of their respective companies. Sean Layton, um, head of Sony Interactive Entertainment, PlayStation. Phil Spencer, head of Microsoft Studios, Xbox Division. And Reggie Fizeme, head of Nintendo of America. You're the three guys standing beside each other, and you saw the three biggest consoles of this generation. And of, the, and of the last, like, two decades standing there and you saw just everybody like whoa <laughs> and for the first time these guys are together we've never seen them together before we've never seen like usually two of them together they're always in competition and just to see all three of them because he started this off by saying apart from E3 this is the only big event where you will see all three of the console mm. all three of the big consoles and you, this is where you'll see all of the big publishers the big developers in this one place and I think it's cool that Jeff brought is the idea of this is that he wants to bring everybody together to celebrate games mm. and so he wants announcements from everybody and he wants everybody to talk about their product not just one not just like something like inside you know inside Xbox or something like um, PSX it, this is an event for every single person and so the culmination of that is to have the three of those guys there and now this is just yeah this is everybody together everybody that we need did they try kill each other no oh, um, did they bow I saw Phil Spencer at one point clench his fist they should have had a boxing match they yeah, should have um, Reggie Fizeme was awesome he always is he's a great guy love him good man good man love Reggie never met him Reggie loves you I'm sure he does he does. He does. Um, there was also um, a Magic the Gathering esports initiative saying there's going to be esports. And by the way, um, that entire trailer and that entire thing uh, featuring, narrated by Sir Mixelot. <laughs> okay. Want to get, get that through your head? The three minute esports doc, kind of like short of just showing loads of people who are in esports. And it was all Sir Mixalot. 180 seconds of this. Sir Mixalot was talking about Magic the Gathering for three straight minutes. At one feel? point, he came on screen by saying, Even me, Sir Mixalot. <laughs> and it was just him riding in on a car like a music video. And just him looking at the camera going, And then just doing like a get some sign. Like he was like a doing gang like, sign. Yeah, I was gonna say gang. Gary's throwing up his crypt sign there. <laughs> yeah, so he's just doing that, you know, throwing shapes. 
And, and, and then you had all these other people like sitting around with like headphones and shit, or, like playing with cards and Magic the Gathering. It's like, where the fuck is there makes a lot here? It's just so weird. It's a weird combination. It's an awesome thing. And then you had best eat, best sports or slash racing game, and you had the dude from Neverwinter uh, come out. Neverwinter Games due to make Mortal Kombat and the Injustice series of games oh, yes. and he came out to you know present that he said alright now the sport, best sports racing games now here's the nominees and then the montage went to start off and Scream of Black and then suddenly it's Scorpion and Raiden fighting and after that brutal brutal bloody combat nice were there children in the audience? oh yes no oh, okay. <laughs> no, no no probably not I don't know um, I don't care I, I, I had fun I don't give no fun I had fun and that's all that matters um, then he just said, you know, very, I, uh, I think, I think that was wrong. I think that was wrong. Video. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have shown that. Uh, so Mortal Kombat 11 is coming out and Psychonauts 2 is coming out in 2019, which anybody who's interested in Psychonauts, that's pretty that's cool. That's a very old game. That's a very old game and it's surprising. And there's a DMC5 demo out now, only on Xbox. Mm. Why? Because it's the best console out there. But it's only Xbox. But it's always interesting. It's exclusive to Xbox. Mm. And another thing was also the the block, which is now, which I think is actually really cool. It is something that has kind of been alluded to every so often with the idea of showing off people's work. So because Fortnite are doing it creative mode, this is all Fortnite stuff. But Fortnite yeah, are doing is. Fortnite are doing it creative mode. And now they're giving attention to the people who are playing the game. So with the creative mode, you're able to, as long as you want. When you leave the creative mode in Fortnite, you can actually go back in and your creations are still there. Okay. Which is nice. Everybody gets their own island, they build whatever they want. And the block is those creations. There's a place called um, Rusty Reels. Is one of the maps or one of the... Rusty something. Rusty Reels. Something Reels. Yeah. Or Rickety Reels. I don't know. Something, I'm not sure. Either, either fucking Rick. Yeah, whatever, whatever the fuck it is, something reels. Um, there is now a block. It's a square-like platform, kind of like the Cell games. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. There we go. Imagine the Cell games. Imagine like an arena like that, but without the pillars. And then it is just called the block. And so on this block will be the creations of one person. Like every so often, it'll okay. just change it. That's and cool. in different games, you'll get different people's creations in that place mm. so you get different people's maps that they've created in the block mm. depending on what server you're on or wherever you're on in the world it'll all be different and so it means that if you're playing Fortnite you can now play other people who are fans of Fortnite creating levels mm. um, from the creation mode that they're putting in which I think is a really cool idea and but it, none of us play Fortnite no unfortunately not I do occasionally but it's nice it's something that Beyond Good and Evil 2 has like kind of said with um, you know teaming up or hit record Justin Gore Levitt's thing with let's get loads of artists together and a bunch of like writers and a bunch of radio hosts and podcast hosts and artists to do graphics um, on the walls and people that make music for the radio that's going to be in the different worlds and in the universe Mm -hmm. and it kind of reminds me of that the idea of giving attention to the people who are playing the game and people who aren't strictly just the people involved or contractors hired out and another thing is I don't know if you remember, but last year there was a dude who was, I, I think, super fucking drunk. Uh, Colin? No, uh, Joseph something. He's the creator. <laughs> That's a terrible second name. <laughs> Joseph, I can't remember his second name. Something. His name is Joseph, and he is became infamous 
last year at the Game Awards because he's the creative director of A Way Out, which is the game that is about two guys in prison yeah. that you work together doing co-op. You have to do co-op on one You have screen. to do co-op. Oh, really? On yeah, one screen. Yeah, on one screen, either local or online, mm. you have to. And that's how you play the game, is that the screen is split, and so you can see what the other person's doing. So, for example, there's a security guard, so one person can look out for the other one, and they'll start, like, oh, no, digging a hole, and then the other person will just be like, okay, the person's coming out. You can see the other person, like, distracting them, and then the person just hides. Um, so you constantly have this uh, working together. One person looking for a shave while the other person distracts someone else. Like, <laughs> casual stuff. Person, yeah, casual stuff. Yeah. Shit. But this guy last year was fucked was shouting and every time Jeff and watch this video it's hilarious um, is Jeff trying to keep doing it keep going on with the show and this guy just goes no 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 don't cut me out yet and he continues and he keeps going and he goes like and then he keeps like going like fuck shit bastard like uh, it's like um, he said well, this is the fucking game awards who cares about the companies and then and <laughs> they make very games. very infamy, infamously he just went fuck the Oscars <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> it's, it's just so weird and you can see Jeff's face like no no <laughs> he was like so worried fuck the Oscars and it was so it was so weird and I remember even backstage a lot of the people like, even afterwards when he was like having interviews with some of the people like Andrew Renee was doing a lot of the backstage like live streaming where she was like after people would get an award, they would come backstage and then there'd be like an extra thing that you could look at, another live stream, which was, so what do you think? Like after you've won the award, like how do you feel about winning the award? And she was saying how, yeah, no, that dude was just really hard to talk to. Like not just like that, it was just like, this isn't just like that one time thing on stage with the cameras in front of him. Backstage as well, same thing, hard to talk to. And that was one of the like most down point, like downtrodden moments of the entire thing. This year... It sounds amazing, though. This year, he opened the show, and when he was like, welcome to the Game Awards, and just to start off this Game Awards, I'm going to bring out a little surprise. And he fucking came out. He had Joseph come out again, yeah. and he wants to talk to him. And every so often, Joseph like interrupt him. And like, and at one point, Joseph turned around and looked at the audience, and was like, yeah, but we're going to have a really good show, aren't we? And Jeff just tapped on the shoulder and said, camera's behind you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see him like just like taking the piss out of him, yeah. just having fun with it now and Jeff was like just not letting him have any of it and but he did this on purpose yeah. because he didn't want to just ban him he wanted to like give him another chance and because of that it was a really funny moment because I did not expect to ever see that guy again especially the next year at the beginning of the show how did you feel about the Oscars this year um, he didn't mention it okay um, fuck the media <laughs> the media fuck the Emmys and then we have the winner of the game of the year award Fortnite no, fuck off. <laughs> no. Oh, wait. Best, oh. best oh. mobile game. Florence. Fucking, they called it. Best mobile game? Florence. No, best, best. Mo- mobile game. Okay. Best mobile game was Florence, which I still think is one of the best games to come out of 2018. Did you call that on a podcast? Yes, I did. You've never mentioned the game before. Yes, I did. No, not to me. Never heard it. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, literally, the podcast is called Mobile Games. Um, so no. <laughs> oh, I wasn't in that. I wasn't invited to that. No, you weren't. Um, yeah. Yeah, because... you knew I'd have an opinion that was different to yours. No, you're working. I'm super strong and masculine. Thank you. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> yeah, I, say, I, I say this as I'm curled in the fetal position. <laughs> it's more defence. Yes. So yeah, Florence. Um, which I'm glad that won because it deserves it. Uh, but gave it to your awards. Um, it was won by... Da, 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 
God of War. Yeah. What of Gore. What of Gore. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> should have been Spider-Man. Again, I'm not one to kind of decide what is or isn't because I have not played God of War. I'm making my way through um, Spider-Man, God of War, and Red Dead Redemption Two, as we speak. So Who's eventually, it right now? eventually, I will have an opinion on those games <coughs> when I've played enough of them to really have a judgment on them. And but my thing with the game of the uh, with any of game of the year or stuff like that is that. It's always, it's always weird when it's an exclusive. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's always, like, they, I say PlayStation love that it was an exclusive. Well, yeah, I mean, last year Nintendo would love that the two games which were, it was either going to be Zelda or Mario. Yeah. That was the competition last year. And even this year, dur- during one of the, during one of the, like, cutaways, like, and join us after the break for, like, uh, when they had videos. There's a live stream, but they had, like, videos, like, showing mm-hmm. off, like, oh, you know, get rid of it. Yeah, because they have to get stuff now. set up anyway. Yeah, so they had, like, some, like, promos and stuff for, like, oh, this is, um, you know, some charities and stuff like that, and some Facebook gaming initiatives that mm-hmm. they're doing, like, just people, you know, sponsored stuff um, as breaks during the live stream. But during one of the, like, you know, transitions from the stage to the advertisements was, she said... And what next up we have the Game of the Year awards. What will win? Uh, will it be Red Dead Redemption 2? Will it be Gone of War? Or one of the other games? <laughs> and they never mentioned them. And yeah. all I thought was, well, yeah. Those it's are one of those two. It's one of those two. Like, come on. Um, it's probably going to be one of those two. Because those are the ones that have been considered mm. most of it. And I think it's cool that Celeste as an indie game was considered one of the top games to be, to be considered Game of the Year. But it didn't win. It didn't win, no. And that means nothing. Um, one thing... Although they can put it on the front of their cases now. But know. still means nothing. Nominated yeah. Game of the Year. Nominated Game of the Year. Loser of Game Several. of the Year. Also, um, this, uh, what did Red Dead Redemption 2 get? Uh, best was, voice actor. Got best voice actor, got best music, and got a few others. Oh, I mean, like, um, I, was, I should have like, explained that, but... <laughs> best in, in terms of reviews, Celeste's one is, I think, maybe the, or one of the best review games of the entire year. Got 10 out of 10 from most publications. And yeah, it was the game of the year. I, I Gen gave it um, 10 out of 10. It was the first 10 out of 10 of this year. Mm. And there was a lot of like, there's a lot of controversy kind of about that because people didn't expect this indie game. But no, the dude made the case and was like, no, it genuinely makes a case for story um, story and platformers. And it really pushed it forward, especially for indie games. And yeah, PlayStation are so fucking over the moon because you saw Sean Layton in the very front row in the middle. And you saw Corey Barlog beside him and then you saw the Red Dead Redemption 2 guys over there and then you saw um, like Spider-Man dudes beside him as well Spider-Man was there yeah Spider-Man was there Peter um, Parker John but you saw the like the all of the like teams who were PlayStation exclusive were like surrounding Leighton like they were surrounding Sean just like uh, just there protecting him yeah and so every time like something would happen you saw like Corey Barlow get up shake Sean Leighton's hand and then go up and see <laughs> Yeah. and every time it was like and I just want to thank Sean thank you Sean Lynn and Shuhei Yoshida and and Robin Honick and it was just cool nice um, yeah that I, I, I don't have much of a thing but I want to say about the game of the year just as an oh, not an opinion I want to just say that usually how I would do game of the year is I always think that 
years from now, if we look back that back at that game, that is the like culmination of everything coming together in that year of mm-hmm. gaming. It was the most re- relevant game or the game that did it best that year. That is like cementing it as games coming forward. And like in twenty twelve, there was the Walking um, the Walking Dead. I wouldn't consider that because that was a big game and it was the biggest game of that year in 2012 but Journey was the game that pushed art storytelling <coughs> in the games and that's why that deserved it in that year and just like in this year these are very early impressions but I would kind of agree with God of War from what I've seen because I've seen that game I've watched that game and even from playing Red Dead Redemption 2 God of War seems more impressive hmm? just because God of War seems like it's doing things differently and I've yet to see things that Red Dead Redemption 2 does completely differently other than just it's just improving upon what open world games have been doing for the last few years but that game's been developed for 8 years but trying to find Lenny was really fun though yeah, was Lenny Lenny fun, dude. Lenny Lenny and so neither of you watched the game awards nah no I have oh. better things to be doing I was sleeping yeah sleeping Alrighty. Yeah. I have people to tell me these things. Okay. Me. No. I have no. Gary. No. Fandom. No. What? I have friends. Sure. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Okay, we close up there. Okay, thank you very much for listening. I've been David. This has been Gary. And this has been Column. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Tipicast. Please support us by uh, subscribing on YouTube and liking, commenting. And hit that bell notification so you can see all the latest updates. Do that. Thanks for listening. Bye. We're on Talk to Tibbet at gmail.com if you want to talk to us. Talk to Tibbet at gmail.com. Talk to Tibbet at gmail.com. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. How long was that one? Oh my god, that felt long.